Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott James. This is episode 134, What Backpackers Need to Know About 911. On this episode, we talk about what you as a backpacker need to know about 911 because emergencies are never planned. You may find yourself in a pickle and knowing this information could save your life or at least give you better than average chance at getting the help that you need. Join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come out and hang out with us and be a part of our community. So everyone now brings their smartphone with them as a piece of gear, which is why choosing the right piece of gear is so important. So the brand Victorinox Swiss Army, they make the iconic red Swiss Army knife. In fact, my mom, before she passed, bought me a Victorinox Swiss Army knife. It was actually the last gift she was able to buy because she knew I was going out backpacking all the time. Ariane and I took that Swiss Army knife when we took our wilderness survival class a few years ago, and boy, did it come in handy. But did you know that they also make best-in-class kitchen knives, luggage, fragrance, and Swiss-made watches founded in Switzerland in 1884 and still owned and operated by the family who invented the Swiss Army knife over 130 years ago. The classic red Swiss Army knife is still as functional as it was then. Let me tell you, I've used it, I know. But now you can browse hundreds of styles from the rescue tool designed with first responders to get out of a vehicle safely to the wine master designed specifically to open a bottle of wine. Kitchen knives that hold the same lifetime warranty as the Swiss Army knife. They are razor sharp out of the package and stay sharp so you can worry about dinner, not sharpening your knife. Watches that will take you from the boardroom to the open road with a style, suit, every taste, and travel gear ranging from suitcases to backpacks for a quick weekend getaway or for a weekend long trip. Victorinox makes such a wide range of trusted products Find the perfect companion for your next adventure. You need to go visit victorinox.com. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-I-N-O-X.com. And because you guys are listening to this podcast, our listeners are going to save 15% using the code TRAIL15. That's victorinox.com, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-N-O-X.com, and code Trail 15 to save 15% now through December 31st. Of course, some exclusions apply. Hit the pause button, get online right now, go to the website, get your 15% because I'm telling you, those Swiss Army knives are something you want in the backcountry, whether you're stuck on a forest road, you have gear failure, whatever you need, or even in your regular household life, you want that product. That is why. It's important to have quality gear when there's an emergency. So Ariane is away this week, so I'm doing the podcast solo. But I think this is really important information and probably in my wheelhouse to talk about. Let me tell you why. So in my former life, I used to be a data engineer for AT&T. I put together data networks. And I know a little bit about 
how 911 works and the difference and the history of how we're, we are at now, what it's called E911. That's a big difference of what it used to be compared to what it is now. And the information I'm gonna share with you guys today is really super important because if you don't know how the cell data networks work, you can get a little confused and or see something that doesn't really mean what you're seeing on your smartphone. So let's let's set this up and give you a real life example of what happened to Arian and myself. We were at a trailhead. We had parked in a very remote location. Um, we came back from backpacking, and the only time in I don't know twenty years, our car was broken into. Um, this normally does not happen with our cars because they're such a clunker car. People like, uh, they, there's nothing in there. So they usually leave it alone. But in this case, our car was broken into. And we, of course, go to grab our smartphone and we don't have any cell service. It says no cell service. A friend of ours who, was back, who we were backpacking with, they decided, well, we're just gonna call 911 anyway. And so they did, the call did not go through. And so I'm going to kind of preference this podcast, preference the show by leaving it right there. And I'm going to tell you what happened at the end of the podcast. So kind of let's go through on how and why when you have no cell service, it may be good idea to hit 911 anyway. Now, I'm going to start by by saying right off the bat, this is not 100%. There's a lot of different cell towers out there. They do a lot of different things. Some just aren't there to pick up cellular use, um, but they do work with our GPS uh, satellite system and they do relay 911 calls. So, but it doesn't work all the time. And in fact, sometimes you're just too far away from a cell tower to have this work. So I want to get that out right away, but I think it's important information for you to know on how 911 works. So real quickly, when we first started calling 911 um, back in the day before smartphones, 911 was based on your address, address associated with where you lived. Where you lived was associated with your phone number. So when 911, you would call 911, they knew right away where you lived. They knew your address, and that's where they would send uh, police and fire to your home address based on your, your, your landline, right? Okay, well, here was, here was the problem. The problem with that was that if you were in a skyscraper, like... On the, like, like on the 65th floor in a major city and you had a 911 emergency and you called 911, the problem is police and fire would get the address of the skyscraper and they had no idea you were on the 65th floor. Well, that's kind of where satellites start coming in. And as we progressed as uh, technology and as technology progressed, we could say, hey, you know what? We could kind of 
know that you're on the 65th floor. And that is when E911 became born or was introduced to the United States. Now, I know a little bit about that because as a data engineer with AT&T, I used to actually go to municipalities and say, hey, you know, you need to have E911. And the reason why I would say that is because it was a federal law mandated by the FCC. So nowadays, instead of the old landlines, when you picked up the phone, they would know your address, it works a little bit different. So what that is called now, when you dial 911 on your smartphone, it's actually called assisted GPS or augmented GPS. It's usually abbreviated called AGPS. And, and let me tell you, in the, in the telecommunications industry, there's an acronym for everything. So, But it's a system that often signifies, significantly improves the startup performance, time to first, it's called TIFF, another acronym, of the GPS satellite-based positioning system. So in layman's terms, that this is what this means. It means it, in the old days where they kind of knew where you lived, now they know where you're standing because of your smartphones. Your smartphones have what they call a GPS chip in all of your smartphones. So in order to allow this, your phone will attempt to call a 911 call even if there's no reception. Now, this is really, really super important. And this is kind of like the crux of what you guys need to know as hikers, as backpackers, as outdoor enthusiasts, because, you know, things happen out there. And, you know, when when we talk about trust the trail, this is going to be a big trust. And so what you guys need to know, what most people don't know is that by law, by FCC mandated law, every single cell carrier, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, Cricket, it doesn't make any difference. You can name all of them. It makes no difference. By law, when you hit 911 on your cell phone, every single cell carrier that has a cell tower within that distance of your call has to pick up that call and it relays it to the appropriate place to the appropriate area sometimes it could be out of county sometimes it could even be out of state if you're on the border for example out in the southeast we have a lot of borders that have a lot of backpacking and a lot of hiking opportunities we've got georgia north carolina tennessee kentucky and they're all right there on the border so you could actually call 911 from one state but the relay and the dispatch may pick up in another state depending on the county so not Every county has E911 compliancy. Some counties are just, they're poor. They don't have the money, they don't have the resources to have a 911 dispatch center. So that is one of the reasons why E911 became compliant and became law. So let's say you are stranded on a forest road and you need help. 
you know, you you feel like it's important enough to call 911. And you look at your phone and you have Verizon cell service. You're paying Verizon every month. That big hefty bill you get and you're paying your cell phone. You look on your cell phone and it says no service. But what you don't know and what you would never know is that there could be an AT&T cell tower that you could get service with. But because you're not paying AT&T, you're just paying Verizon, why would AT&T give you free cell service? Well, it doesn't unless you call 911. Now, when you call 911, everything acts differently. Your phone completely goes into a different mode. And by law, that AT&T cell tower has to pick up that relay. It has to. And that would relay it to a 911 dispatch office that the GPS satellite system is so accurate that they can pinpoint your GPS location almost by just within a few hundred meters. It is pinpoint accurate. When they find out your location and they see where you are, and the, and sometimes sometimes it takes two or three cell towers to do that. They triangulate. They actually work together to try to pinpoint your GPS location. And once they find out where you are, then they know who to contact. So if you're in a national forest, they know, okay, they're in this national forest. Who manages that national forest? So they're going to contact usually that ranger's office. Usually that ranger's office then is going to call search and rescue, which is normally your local police and fire that they do both. So they wear many hats, especially in a small town. So they're going to contact them and they're going to come out and try to locate you. This is why sometimes when you see on the news, you have a lost hiker, you know, you have somebody lost and you have a bunch of people out there looking for them. Well, there's a couple different things that happen in that. And what you don't hear on the news is that that person probably tried to call 911. The call did not go through. Nobody answered the phone. There wasn't 911. How can I help you? There's nothing. What happened was that GPS satellite triangulated through a cell tower, relayed it to a dispatch, and they got a 911 alert, even though nobody talked to you. That's really super important when you're out in the backcountry, and it's a huge misconception when people are out there hiking backpacking, um, getting lost, or really being in trouble. It doesn't really make any difference what you're doing. The fact that you look at your cell phone and you say, oh, it's no service, and you don't even try. And that's the point of this podcast. And that's what we really want to kind of tell you guys is that this does not work 100% of the time. There are oftentimes you're just going to be too far away. There has to be, and there's a couple different scenarios that help you or hurt you by having that cell tower pick that up. This is not 100% all the time. So don't think that. However, what we are saying is that if you are in a situation where you may need to call 911 and you know, you are in the back country and you don't have any cell service, hit the 911 call anyway, 
even if nobody answers, it doesn't make any difference. Hit it anyway, because you are now in a GPS type uh, situation. And if a satellite can pick you up and it can find a cell tower and relay that back to the cell tower, well, you may not talk to anybody, but somebody may figure out that somebody out there is calling 911 and they can position themselves to try to find you. Now, that is a lot of times where authorities can find people that are lost. They kind of know where they are. The problem then becomes when hikers or backpackers move around sometimes and they don't stay in one spot. And so it makes search and rescue a little bit harder to find them. When we took our survival uh, class, one of the things that was kind of funny was that Ariane and I are Leave No Trace trainers. So we, we teach Leave No Trace. But the the guy was saying, no, when you're lost, you do want to leave a trace. You do want to leave markers and leave clues of where you are going or where you're hiking through, which tells search and rescue, try to, you know, try to how to find you. So when I was doing this uh, podcast the other day on our gear talk, Trusted Trail gear talk on our Patreon page, and I broke down two different ways to really give yourself a much better than average chance of being found if that's something that you really need. And that is buying a personal locator beacon and or a satellite messenger. They work completely two different ways, kind of in the same way, but but they offer different different various types of benefits and costs that incur. So I did that podcast on our Patreon page, um, Trusted Trail Gear Talk. We talk all about the two differences and what benefits you may want if you want to pay for that. But in most cases, your piece of gear is going to be your smartphone. And in this case, you want to make sure that when you look at your phone and you and it says no cell service, I want you to think, don't be lulled in a false sense of I can't do anything. It may not work. It, you know, you may, you, nobody, it may not relay, but... With technology, the way it's moving, as GPS gets better, as smartphones get more advanced, as we send up more satellites with GPS tracking up in space, the odds are it's going to get better. And if you're stuck out there, hit 911 anyway. It could save your life. So to kind of finish off the story then of what happened to Ariane and myself, we were in the backcountry, car broken into, friend of ours calls 911 when he looks at his phone and he has no cell service whatsoever. Call never went through, never heard anybody answer the phone. But 30 minutes later, as we were getting ready to drive away, guess who shows up? We had a local police officer and we had the ranger. They came right to our location. Now, we may have been in a gray area where we were close enough to a cell tower that the other carrier picked that up. And I'm, I'm almost positive we dialed, we had AT&T um, and we had no cell service. So in that case, we had a ranger come right to our location and, you know, we we're kind of 
surprised that they knew right to come to us. And so I asked him, I said, well, how did you know? He said, well, you were relayed to our dispatch center in North Carolina. Well, I thought that was weird because we were in northern Georgia. And I'm like, well, North Carolina, how did that happen? That's how GPS and relays work. They find the closest relay switch to where they can dump that 911 call emergency. They, they look at the closest one. And this all takes place in a matter of minutes. It doesn't take very long. So they already knew our location. Now, think about this. It took 30 minutes for the ranger and local police to come down to drive down to the trailhead on a gravel road through a wilderness area. Okay, the relay went to North Carolina, which was a state away, came back. And so within a matter of very few minutes, they knew that I had dialed 911 or my friend had dialed 911. They already knew it. They already knew our location. It was just a matter now of getting to us and assessing the situation to find out what we were calling 911 about. So, you know, we were pretty surprised um, after doing some research and knowing what I know about E91 compliancy and having that being mandated by the federal government and FCC. I can tell you that no matter who your cell carrier is with, it doesn't make any difference. If you look at your phone and you have no cell service and you hit 911, there could be another cell tower in that vicinity that could relay your call through GPS. And again, it is not 100% sure, and but it does absolutely give you better than average odds to at least get some help because, you know, you're out there alone, you're scared, something's wrong. You feel like you need to call 911, and so you do. And the very last thing you want to hear is nobody on the other end of the phone. And there's a lot of us going out there this holiday season. We're going to be hiking. We're going to be, you know, backpacking. We're going to be out there getting outside. We're on vacation. We're going to be out there, and we want everyone to be safe and secure, and at least say, you know what, you know, I, I know I have, I don't have any cell service right now, but I feel like I, this is an emergency. I'm going to hit 911. Anyway, the, the thing is, is that after you after you hit that call, you need to stay put. That's the big thing. You don't want a group of SAR search and rescue people trying to find you after they knew where your location was. So you kind of want to stay put. Just give it at least a few hours. Search and rescue does take a long time. People think that, you know, just because you hit 911, you know, the, the, the brigade is going to come in and rescue you. Um, yeah, it looks glamorous on the news, but we also know those people have been out there for two or three days. So it does take a long time. But if you stay put and you have the resources, you have enough food, you have enough water to stay put. That's really what you want to do. You want to kind of just stay where you're at and let those guys come and find you for sure. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving holiday and I hope everyone has a great December. Get outside. It's 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 been really crazy weather up and down, but get out there. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. We love you guys. And of course, our Patreons. We couldn't do it without you. John, Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, 
Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Helene, Mike, Jacqueline, Danny, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, and our newest patrons, Jeff Nyman and Kathy Kinnison. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as two bucks a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on any of your favorite podcatchers. If we are not on one, let us know and we'll get on it for you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Facebook page, Trust the Trail. You guys remember, trusting the trail is in everything that you do in life. Trust the trail, it's always going to, it's, it's never going to let you down. So remember, trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye.